If you don't live in California or follow California news very closely, you might not be aware right now that some of the worst wildfires in the history of the state. One article I just read said in the history of the world are currently underway in California. And I want to tell you how these wildfires right now, I mean, at this very moment, strangely, painfully intersect with mass incarceration and environmental racism. It's real. It's disturbing. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King. And you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. Listen, if you feel like there's something interfering with your contentment, with your joy, with your peace, you're not alone. Taking charge of your mental health can seem like an overwhelming task, but BetterHelp can change that. BetterHelp is professional counseling done securely online. They will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed therapist that you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions with and it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And here's the good news. Financial aid is available to help make therapy as accessible as possible. Right now, just for our listeners, I want you to go to betterhelp.com breakdown. That's better H-E-L-P. And join the over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is proudly sponsored by BetterHelp, and listeners of The Breakdown get 10% off of their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Breakdown. Check it out. I love, 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 love capital letters, bold print. I love California. My family and I have lived there twice. And every time we move, uh, we always miss it. And, and, and the way it works is wherever we're not living, we miss. When we live in Atlanta, we have missed New York and California. When we live in New York, we miss Atlanta and California. We live in California, we miss <laughs> you know, we miss New York and Atlanta. And so all three places are totally different in the North and the South and the West. Uh, but we love California. And uh, we, we raised our kids there for years uh, before moving here to New York to, to take a job originally. And one of the things that we learned, I mean, soon after moving there was, and if you don't live in California, and if you've never Say you don't live in California, but you've never even really been, I don't just mean been to Los Angeles, but if you've never really been up and down California, you you probably won't know what I'm about to tell you. And when we first moved to California, listen, I'm I'm country. I, you know, my wife and I grew up in I grew up in rural Kentucky. And uh, my wife grew up in Kentucky and Ohio. Then we moved to Georgia to go to Morehouse and Spelman. You know, I lived in the South for the first 30 years of my life. 
And I don't think I went, I don't think I ever even went to California until I was 30. I'm 41 now. And when I went out there, I realized it's like, this is like a different country. I mean, geographically, culturally, uh, I mean, from the topography, I mean, it is a very different place than Georgia. It is a very, very different place than New York. And it's a long way away. We forget the United States is one of the largest countries geographically in the world. It's one of the largest countries population-wise in the world. And the truth is, I've said this a dozen times here on the podcast, the United States probably should be eight or nine different countries, just like most places this size are. And one of our challenges is, we have this thing that it's really eight or nine countries trying to function as one country. It's constantly at odds, and we're, we're at each other's throat. Again, not to forget, people literally stormed the American capital this year. I mean, we live in that country. And in California, one of the things we learned was that environmentally, it is one of the most complicated places I've ever been to. You know, taxes are high in California, and I mean, and it's serious. And one of the reasons we learned why is California is super complicated. I mean, we're talking about it has, you know, a thousand miles of coastline. And California's coast, I'm going to keep using this word complicated. California's coast is very different than the East Coast. California's coast has cliffs and mountains. You know, we learned that in one day in California, you can literally surf on the beach and go skiing in freezing temperatures in the mountains all in the same day. I mean, it's a place with it's just a wide variety of desert. I mean, you can go to the one of the hottest places on earth is in California, Death Valley. Um, and you can and you can go to mountains that are covered in snow. And because of that, it just has this like eclectic ecology and environment and topography that are very expensive to maintain. And one of the things that is a serious, serious problem for California, doubly, triply so during this era of global warming, of increased temperatures, of sometimes less rain and more drought, is wildfires. And for the past two months, there have been severe wildfires in Northern California. One of my uh, dear staffers for Grassroots Law told me yesterday, like, you know, like she smells the smoke and it's just like a fact of life. You go out and the smoke is in the air. It it affects your quality of life. And she is hundreds of miles away from that. And so in Northern California, people have been having to literally move and leave their homes to escape the fires as they grow and grow and grow and literally destroy thousands and thousands of acres and are just ravaging through those things. And one of the towns that people have been escaping to 
is a town that is more inland in California called Susanville. And I had never heard of Susanville. And Susanville, in a lot of ways, has been a... I, I'm not a fan of Susanville. So like, like Susanville is probably not a fan of me, so we, we can just lay all of our cards on the table. But the town itself has been welcoming a lot of people who've been moving from other towns that are really impacted by the, the, the spread of the wildfires. But now the wildfires are starting to impact Susanville itself. And... They are getting closer and closer and closer to Susanville, which is one of the largest towns. If if this town has to be evacuated, we're talking about tens of thousands of people. Well, Susanville, for a very, very long time, really made its money being a logging town, a, a sawmill town. And when that business went under, when that industry went under, they replaced the wood and sawmill industry in Susanville with prisons. And prisons are literally the number one source of employment and revenue. And, and listen, not just the prisons themselves, but all the businesses that pop up to support those prisons are almost the exclusive source of revenue for this town. The prisons themselves, all the people that supply all the things to the prisons, the hotels that have popped up around the prisons for for visitors and and people interviewing for jobs, all the people that work there, all all the things that have to support the prisons. So much so that the town of Susanville, damn near more than any town in America, it's a prison town. And. It like if you live there, you either have a family member that works in the prison or someone close to you that is supplying something to the prison like you are somehow connected to it. That's the that's all people do in this town. Or again, you work in fast food, which, again, is primarily supplying food to workers at the prison, food to visitors at the prison. And in fact, there are two prisons in Susanville. And as Susanville begins to evacuate now, I mean, the smoke is so bad. As people begin to evacuate Susanville, they're having emergency meetings on what they're going to do. But guess what they're not evacuating? They're not evacuating the prisons, which are literally right in the line of the fire. And one of my best friends has a family member who is currently incarcerated in one of these prisons. And it's the conditions right now are so bad that workers are not showing up to the prison because either they live in the town and are evacuating or the breathing conditions are so bad at the prisons in Susanville that workers day after day after day are calling out and not showing up. They are giving... Uh, a K95 mask to the incarcerated men and women there saying, hey, wear this, and, and it's not helping. And my friend, their brother, literally called to tell his family goodbye in case he dies. This is, this is 
what we're talking about when global warming meets mass incarceration, the mass incarceration industrial complex, and environmental racism, where some people are about to be really, really impacted by these wildfires, and other people just have the freedom to move, including the workers. Move these people. If if the conditions in these prisons in Susanville are too bad for the staff, then they're too bad for the incarcerated men and women. Bottom line, they're all humans. Yes, in this country, um, incarcerated men, women, and children, let's, let's be honest, incarcerated men, women, and children are treated as throwaway people. A phrase that I coined you know, almost 20 years ago. Just throwaways. You know, they, they are discarded. Their rights are discarded. When a crisis happens, they're not even considered. It's as if they're not real. And here's the thing. They are literally evacuating farms with animals, petting zoos. They are caring more for the livestock than they are for the incarcerated people there. That's America. And listen, that's California. We're not talking about Mississippi, which, let's be clear, doesn't have a single ICU bed available. I mean, which is struggling in every way imaginable under the pandemic and under the issues of mass incarceration. I mean, we're not talking about Mississippi, which is controlled by Republicans top to bottom. We're talking about California. And um, it's heartbreaking. My friend reached out to me. I, I didn't sleep well last night. My friend reached out to me. I think either they get up early or didn't sleep well either. <laughs> reached out to me at about six this morning just to say, like, Sean, I need you to see this. This isn't just a story they know. This is impacting their family. Listen, as our country continues to struggle under the weight of this pandemic and all that comes with it, please, please, please do not forget our incarcerated sisters, brothers, children who are bearing a burden Sometimes, in essence, having what I would call a a functional death penalty. People are dying in prisons from the coronavirus because of the way it just ravages them. And they're dying because of things that could be addressed and corrected. Given, in essence, a functional death penalty when they were never given such a thing in their sentencing. It's not just heartbreaking. It's It's infuriating and despicable. We have to argue, stand up, and fight for people that society, excuse my language, families and students who are watching this, when shit hits the fan, you can all of a sudden really see who societies really care about. When a society is in crisis, you can see 
who they truly value and who they don't. Listen, I've got to run. Please, 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 if you're not yet a member at the North Star, uh, join today. Go to thenorthstar.com and become a member. We need you. I need you. This podcast is uh, underwritten by all of the generous members at thenorthstar.com. We love and appreciate all of you. Thank all of you who continue to support us. You know, now past 500 episodes. Uh, couldn't do it without you. I may not be here tomorrow. My family is working on some things, as you know, continue to have struggles uh, with our safety and issues. And so uh, just doing some things to make us safe. Love and appreciate you all. Take care. Break it down. Hi, this is Ghani Rose, Chief Content Editor here at The North Star. Encouraging you to check out thenorthstar.com every day for insightful, engaging commentary on the stories that impact our culture. The writers at the North Star make it our mission to advocate, mobilize, agitate, and disrupt in the name of creating liberation-centered content. We unapologetically center the narratives of Black, Brown, and Indigenous people. We understand that you can get news from anywhere, so we are more interested in offering perspective that speaks to the experiences of our audience. We write freely and with freedom on our minds. We invite you to indulge in our daily editorials and engage in the dialogue that will change the world. Ooh, it's the past.